0: Hello, everyone. My name's Adam. And I'm Rob. And welcome to the podcast version of Scream Bucket 2.
1: Our second Halloween special.
0: Yes. And we've had one hell of a show.
1: Yeah, really one hell of a show. Yeah. We should never ever record after work, I guess.
0: <laughs> Normally we record in the morning on Saturdays. Bright
1: eyed and bushy tailed.
0: Yeah not this time mm. <laughs>
1: results were interesting
0: yep yeah there were two technical problems that we had to um um yeah but we got there in the end didn't we Yep. we played some good songs
1: we interviewed most my, my favorite part of uh, the show was us interviewing uh renowned local historian derek wheeler
0: yeah what a great sport yeah. really really fantastic and such ergonomic. an
1: interesting man like he's just an a continuous library of Hitchin knowledge. Oh yeah, mm. his
0: family are so connected. Mm.
1: I could speak to him for hours.
0: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, mm. me too. Um, very animated, very passionate mm. about what he does. He's sort of lifted up. He he switched on when we started mm. talking to him when the hit the record button. Um, yeah, really, really good guy. Um, obviously we had to cut down his interview for the show. We will play the entire uncut interview on this podcast. Um, I might split the stories up so we can sort of spread it around a bit. What do cool. you reckon? Yeah, go for it. So we'll play the interview and I'll have a couple of stories sort of thrown in along with the, the mix of our best bits of our show. Sounds good to me. Cool. Uh, so without further ado, let's, uh, let's get straight into it. Previously on screen, Bucket. Did you see that envelope? What envelope? The one on the desk, look. No. I didn't see it earlier. Who's it from? It's from my great-uncle Phil. I didn't know you had a great-uncle Phil. I don't Phil. even know what a great-uncle is. He's offered us sponsorship money. Really? Yeah. What do we have to do? So going to sponsor the show if we spend a night in his mansion?
2: Well... That can't
1: be very... What, we get a free night stay in a mansion and then we get money? Yeah. Oh, we have to record the radio show in the mansion. Maybe that's the sponsorship part. Definitely, mate. Free stay in a mansion. Money. The next show
0: will be from my great-uncle Philip's mansion. Hello, boils and ghouls, and welcome to another very special Scream Bucket. Within, you're bound to find creeps, and freaks, and references to all sorts of horribly good television shows and movies. <laughs> Tonight, Adam and Rob are planning to make their way around a mansion in search of a sponsor and a big bonus. Seriously, the things people will do to get ahead in show business. <laughs> Even now, they're sitting in a taxi to get here. Let's hear what they're up to. Sweet screens, kiddies. Hi, I'm Adam. And I'm Rob. And this is the second of our very special Scream Buckets. Yeah, we've been looking forward to this one for a while. Absolutely. We're coming up to Halloween. This is a super spooky one. We, um... We don't really know what's happening. We're currently sat in the back of a taxi on the way to my great-uncle Philip's house. Um, just in case you didn't hear last time, we're, we've been set the challenge to record the show and spend the night in Philip's mansion.
1: That's not too bad, though, is it? I mean, a mansion? Yeah, it should be
0: nice. It's better than our, my living room. It's, that is true, it is better. I mean, maybe they'll have food on for us. Yeah, servants. Yeah, absolutely. And if we spend the night, we get sponsored by Uncle Philip. We S- get some nice money. What more
1: could you ask for? Absolutely. It's a shame this taxi driver won't speak to us. Yeah.
0: It's a bit rude, really.
1: He's just had the shutter over the entire journey.
0: Yeah. Still, it looks like we're um, we're on our way. Hold on. You see those gates? Oh God, they're massive. It's got Uncle Philip written on the front. Oh. Weird, isn't it? He's up himself, isn't he? Oh it's a quite big driveway.
1: Hang on a minute, what's, what's the uh, driver doing? Oh, uh so we're at the destination. Um I just want you to know that uh this is uh this is goodbye. Um Hold on, you haven't taken us up the drive yet. I don't want to go up there. I don't want to go up there at all. Uh why? Oh no reason, no reason, no reason, no. Oh, no, no, no. It's a lovely place, lovely place. Get out, get out, get out, get out. Give me the money and go. Come on, quickly, uh, quickly.
0: Whoa, wh- what's what's the problem? Just
1: give me the money and go. Fifty
0: pound, uh, Rob. You got fifty. Why me? You're Mister Moneybags. Everyone knows this. I'm not Mister Moneybags. Oh, that's what they call you.
1: Well, that's a lie. I will pay on this occasion. Okay, here you go. Thank you. Oh, get out, get out, get out, get out.
0: Oh, I guess we're walking then.
3: Hmm.
1: Well there he goes. Wow. So yeah, it's a lovely um lovely garden. Yeah. I don't like those statues that much.
0: Yeah, those trees are looking a bit ominous.
3: Hmm.
1: And Ooh. those those uh ornaments look an awful lot like gravestones or something.
0: I don't know, right, that's um we're we're just doing this to ourselves. This is ridiculous. We're just going to a mansion, we're just gonna have a nice Evening recording a radio show. There, there it is, there's the mansion. Oh wow. That's massive. It's. Uh, for the listeners, it's very. It's a gothic kind of mansion. Lights on upstairs. Okay, well, we won't be alone then, I, I guess. I think. It's the door's opening. Oh, is that someone coming out? Oh, maybe that's Uncle Philip. Oh, fantastic. Let's meet him.
1: Hello! Oh, that's. I didn't I pictured Uncle Philip as being fat and jolly.
0: I didn't picture him as a sort of limping man goblin. No. Okay, he's coming closer, hang hey, on. we'll see. Uh, hi are you right? He's still he's quite way off He's... He's taking his time. So <sighs> we walk to him. Let's see what happens here. Okay. Hello, I am Torgo.
3: Oh,
1: you, you
0: alright, mate? How you doing? Yes, I am Torgo.
1: Hello, uh, is, is Uncle Philip here?
0: No, the master's not here.
1: Oh, that's very odd. Um, So, who are you? Who, what, I, what's your job?
0: What? I am the groundskeeper. Let me fetch your luggage. Okay.
1: I mean, he's really weird I don't like him
0: he's not that weird he's fine he's just getting our back he's
1: really weird
0: he's been acting all fishy he is he does look a bit strange maybe he's not well you mm. we can't judge him I'm not judging I'm not judging I just think he's a little odd is all let's just where we say hello Torgo yes are you um? Are you staying the night with us no the master won't allow that mm. I'll just take your luggage into the house.
1: I mean, we can carry it, honestly. No,
0: no, it's quite alright. Alright, thanks, Torgo. I'll just take you to the door. Okay, probably is a little bit weird.
1: Yeah. It's a bit weird that Uncle Philip's not around either.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I suppose that's the challenge. Maybe, maybe he's going to come later, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'll just get the keys out of my pocket. Mm -hmm. Oh, I dropped them, I'll pick them up. Oh, for goodness sake. Oh, Adam, 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 Adam. What, what? Look what? Look at his,
1: look at the bottom of his leg. Between his trousers and his shoe. What?
0: Um, that's a bit personal for now. There's a, a hoof. A hoof? He has a hoof.
1: That's his shoe. The top of the, uh, it was a hoof. Yes, that's his shoe, he's just polished it. No, no. He's wearing a shoe over a hoof. What? Like a goat.
0: Like a goat? Yes. Goats don't wear shoes.
1: Well, goats in disguise
0: wear shoes. But you have leaped into some conclusions here.
1: Alright, alright, fine. We'll, we'll forget about the hoof.
0: I'll open the door. You boys step right in. Okay. I'll be going now.
1: <sighs>
0: if you need any help or assistance, I'll just be at the bottom of the garden.
1: Yeah. Okay, bye Torgo. See you later.
0: God, that uh, was odd, wasn't it? Oh, I'll, I'll I'll leave then. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Be gone with you. Okay. Be gone, be gone.
0: Do have tipped him? Uh,
1: do you tip a man with goat feet?
0: He, he just hung up on these goat feet.
1: I don't it's we it's very odd. Never come across it before in a man.
0: <laughs> well, I guess that is true. Well, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll set up in here. It's quite nice to be in a big, rich mansion all the way up. It felt more like a ghost town.
1: Yes, it did feel like a ghost town.
0: Okay, we're all set up now. We've uh, we've just perched in one of the hallways. I've popped the the radio gear down. We've got the mics set up. So, ready to start doing our radio show.
1: Yeah, and it's just going to be another standard screen bucket, really, isn't it? I mean, we're just filming in a mansion. Filming in a mansion. We're just recording in a mansion.
0: There's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's There's nothing really that that different no it's so we're going to be covering the news. we're going to be talking about some films we like. Now we're in this environment we might set our imaginations going as well, so that's always good Speaking of the environment, it's very dark in here. Do you want to find that light switch? Oh, yeah, I saw one over here somewhere see the size of that spider oh what are you
1: doing you stupid boy a talking touch spider you touch on my web you break
0: my web it told me six hours to speed okay you're i'm four. very very sorry rob don't go near you think i'm going
1: near that french talking spider why does it exist where's the very rude of you sir i have here alone for un- undisturbed for years and you come come into my mansion and you break uh, my web
0: Okay, so I'm really very sorry. Oh, no 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 it's not at
1: all. I think I have to share my Caribbean Caribbean air with you. Oh, sorry? Me What? Me my, uh, my red, red wine. Oh Rosé, I
0: will not share with you now. Oh, oh. No. Um okay, so you you, you live here long?
1: Ah yes, I live here. All of the uh, other spider they go away because they find it too scary to leave. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay. the spiders find it too scary. Oh, yes. Not me because I'm French, of course. French spiders
1: do not get so scared of the spooky things. Okay. We're only scared of the English. But I'm not scared of you because you have on my web and I'm very angry.
0: Okay. I'm really very sorry. Do you happen to be a dentist? No, I hate dentists. Oh, good. Rob, you can come over now. He's
1: not. He's not a spider dentist. He's not, he's just a spider. Okay. So, um, what's your name? My name is John,
0: John the Spider. It's a very good name, I, I, I like it. Oh, oui, oui, oui. Is there anything you would like to know about this mansion? Um, where's Great Uncle
1: Philip? Great Uncle Philip, I do not know this name. What?
0: No, uh, Uncle Philip is unfamiliar to me. Oh, right, okay. Um, well, is there any food here?
1: Oh, if you take, check the pantry, there may be some food. Okay. I believe that's very strange, limpy goat. Waiter, uh, make some food every now and then.
0: Torgo? Yes, yes, Torgo. Hmm. He is something of a cook. Okay, well, I, I guess. We quite like grass, I suppose. Um. Well, uh, thank you very much, um. spider. No
1: problem, my friend. But um, I tell you now, if you break my web again, I will come at you with the fury of a thousand
0: arachnids. Right. Okay, we'll just be over here. Okay, au revoir. Au revoir. Bye. 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 That was even stranger.
1: No, oh, I've never met a talking spider before.
0: I've never met a French spider before. No. Well, um, I guess we should talk about some sort of film.
1: Yeah. I mean... As it's the season, mm. we've got to talk about something very influential, something that means a lot to us, something that's inspired us.
0: Ah, yeah. Something that actually made us talk in the first place, actually made us friends. Hmm. Absolutely. And what's that?
1: Evil Dead go- oh.
0: um, Sorry, Adam. <laughs> Evil Dead 2. Well, should we talk about Evil Dead as a franchise? Yeah. Or do you want to just talk about Evil Dead 2? I just want to talk about Evil Dead too, but let's just give a brief okay. summary. Well, the whole path to me being here talking about films started with The Evil Dead, I think. Hmm. I, I did watch a lot of horror films and, and movies in general um, all my life, really. But there was one evening where me and good friend Josh, I don't know what we were doing that night, but we ended up watching just films. We were just going through film four and things. And, one, and after watching 51st State this weird, creepy horror film that we'd never heard of before. Wow, that's a good film to start on as well, but Well way. Well, yeah, and I I, I, mean, I, may have heard of it from, like, Top 10 lists and whatever. You know, those 100 best horror films on Channel 4 they used to show. We didn't really know what it was, and we, uh, we put it on. And The Evil Dead, 1979, I want to
1: say. I remember, I mean, I can't really describe what it did to me without describing a particular scene but um, i remember my brother the same brother who traumatized me by (laughs) showing me scream at eight he managed to get like a sort of necromonicon style dvd trilogy okay wow um dvds yeah yes and uh yeah the evil dead i remember being like spooked up until the card reading scene and then the card reading scene I I don't know if I was not quite paying attention, but we essentially started reading out the cards. I was like, oh yeah! (laughs) Mm. Yeah,
0: because something quite traumatic happens before that scene. Is that the iconic scene? Yes. Mm. Mm, With the branches and the vines and the... Yeah, me and and Josh, we were teenage boys at the time. We, We were sort of making fun of the whole film. We were sort of going, oh, this is dumb, whatever idiots do watching films. And then something happened. And we were laughing and joking and teasing and insulting the film. And then we then the film confirmed our joke and it no longer was funny.
1: Tree did bad thing.
0: Tree did bad, bad thing. And we we're going, oh, oh, where's that tree going? Oh, 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 oh. Hmm. change of thing. And from that moment, we were like, what is happening? What is this film? Because you
1: kind of stick with her like mentally after after that scene because it's her sort of getting back afterwards and being yeah. hysterical.
0: Well okay well we've, we've glossed over the plot a bit just to quickly go over that. So the story is uh, five young people. We've got Ash Cheryl Scott, Linda and Shelley. Um, that's two couples and, and Ash's sister Cheryl. Um, so they go off into the uh, into the woods and stay in this kind of creepy cabin. And while they're there, they uncover a weird book. Mm. The Necronomicon, as it becomes called. The Book of the Dead. Yes, yeah. so And they find a recording as well, and they do what young idiots do in cabins in the woods, and they played with things, and toyed with things, and read things. And it all goes wrong. Yeah. They awaken... A Kenderian demon? Yes. They awaken spirits in the woods that... Tease and possess and kill the entire group
1: mm, in horrible ways, and they don't just like, yeah, kill them. It's the, the nature of the possession. I mean, it's the effects
0: as well, isn't it? Yeah, so that's the other thing as well. It's very low budget, mm.
1: but it's still like extremely well. I don't know, it cuts to the core, like it's... the pencil through the foot, especially. Absolutely. It's... Well, that's
0: the thing the limitations kind of boost it up, I think. Mm. So, the there's a famous scene where an, a pencil gets shoved through someone's ankle. And they basically twist it and it's horrible oh, and it's, it's really crazy. uncomfortable. And the way they did that is they shoved a pencil in an apple. So mm. that if you imagine that crunching, yeah, that's why it's so effective. Um, also, Sam Raimi, who directed it, just threw the rule book out of the window. There's weird shots going over the ceiling and yeah, it's just, yeah. The whole film just makes you uncomfortable and mm. it's the best. Ash is left struggling for survival and at the very end, he gets rushed by the evil demon. Hmm. And then the credits roll.
1: Do you want to do your best uh, demon impression of rushing? Uh.
0: That's how the end of Evil Good Dead. face, man. <laughs> Thanks very much. No one can see it. Hey, Screen Bucket. What's your favourite scary movie? And that leads us to Evil Dead 2. Yes. Sort of semi-reboot, semi-remake, semi-sequel.
1: Yeah, because if you're watching that in a cinema, Mm. it starts off with him and his lady happy in the cabin, doesn't it? Yeah. And then, so you're thinking, well, hang on a minute, but there was five of them in the first one, Mm. and now there's two of them, and they're in a cabin, but they're happy, and everything's all right.
0: Yes. And what's going on? I think... They kind of made Evil Dead 2 because they were suddenly more professional. Because Evil Dead was a runaway success, but they were still... I mean, it was professional, but they were still low-level, entry-level filmmakers. So suddenly Evil Dead 2, they had all this money, all this skill, a crew, you know. So I think they just kind of almost wanted to wipe the slate clean a bit.
1: Mm. Yeah, definitely.
0: Essentially, it's the same.
1: But it's so not.
0: I know, it... Yeah. Evil Dead Two, Evil De- the Evil Dead is horror. It's funny at times, but it's horror. Evil Dead Two, how would you describe it? See, wacky just doesn't give it credit. Well, it's it's um,
1: it's the mental cross from panic and fear to mm. acceptance and to a certain yeah. extent agreement. You've got a man who is terrorized and traumatized in ways that we could not even begin to imagine. And there just becomes a point where he rolls with it.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the turning point. Mm. Ash is, in the first film, very tortured, very shy, very scared. And he starts off like that in Evil Dead 2. But the demons, they don't just kill and attack. They also play with you and tease you. It's a mm. wonderful scene when Ash is knackered, sits down in a chair, chair collapses. Suddenly, above him laughter
1: from the head of the deer the from, stuffed deer's head. yeah
0: so there's a deer head mounted on the wall and it just starts ripping him apart with laughter and then other things join in yeah
1: I mean there's a lamp yeah. that's bouncing up and down
0: absolutely the books are giggling the, if you notice in the background the bin starts levitating because the person holding the string was a bit too eager oh really <laughs> yeah. um, and it just drives him like mad completely mad
1: Mm. Um, there's something extremely gratifying in that especially with me <clears throat> oh, I'm so squeamish horror movie daylights out of me. but yes. to watch Evil Dead 2 when he finally does go mad you stop being like the uh, the, the scared audience and you start sort of being it's a feeling of relief because mm-hmm. then you're like oh okay now I can now I can react
0: oh, as he's reacting I can fight back yeah yeah that's the other thing. So Ash isn't on his own the whole time. I'd say the, some of the best bits are when he is on his own, um, but he's interrupted by uh, the arrival of another group of cannon fodder.
1: Is it like Hillbilly and the Girl?
0: So the cabin, the person who found the book, the an Necronomicon, and did the recorded the words that summoned the demons, was a Professor Noby. It's Noby's cabin.
1: Was his daughter?
0: His daughter turns up with her oddly Scooby-Doo boyfriend. Uh, And with them come the hillbillies.
1: Right, okay.
0: Who guide them up the uh, treacherous forest path. Jake is the white trash hillbilly. And with him is girlfriend,
2: Barbie Joel! Bobby Joel!
1: It's so weird. It's just so like, I don't know. It seems kind of out of place in it. But in all the right ways.
0: (laughs) I imagine it's partially informed by the uh, people they probably met while filming the first film.
1: I guess it's because it's shot and filmed in Tennessee, or is the plot meant to yeah. be in Tennessee?
0: Uh, it's, it's set in Michigan, I think, but they filmed it in should
1: Tennessee. I think so. That's something we should check the out. first one was Tennessee.
0: Uh, bollocks. Yes. The first one was Tennessee, yeah. And they chose Tennessee because they wanted to avoid the Michigan winters. Right. And it just so happened... That that was the coldest winter Tennessee's ever had. Wow. When they were filming it.
1: That's showbiz, baby. Yeah.
0: I've um, listened to two of Bruce Campbell's books now, an audiobook, and uh, oh boy, the stories of filming those films. Yeah. The thing with Evil Dead 2 is it's horror comedy. So you've still got the horror stuff going on, but it's just full of slapstick, stupid sound effects. Uh, at one point, Ash's hand gets possessed and starts attacking him, grabs his face, And starts beating him with plates and things. It's just pure comedy. Hmm. It would. I love it.
1: It would be so hard to replicate today, like that kind of to pinpoint that style, because slapstick things have come and gone, and vast majority of them have been very bad.
0: They, as a group, the filmmakers, are very influenced by the Three Stooges. Oh, really? Which is a little bit out of my realm. I know of them. I never watched them. I
1: think I've seen an episode or two. I'd imagine that a lot of the influence is from the movements of the violence, because there's where they sort of hit each other and stuff like that. Oh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Mm. Especially in the third film, One with Darkness, Mm. where, at one point, Ash is cloned.
1: Oh, when bad Ash comes. Yeah, when bad Ash... And they're just
0: doing completely... Oh, no, no. It's when he's being attacked by the skeletons, and it's just pure comedy. Mm. poking him in the eye and grabbing his tongue and...
1: Yeah, yeah. And the scene with the... Uh, when he goes into that, like... Is it a... a is it a windmill? Yeah. And there's the, all the tiny little lashes we,
0: we should rewind a bit. We're, you can tell that we love these films because we're just jumping about. Evil Dead 2 is still in the cabin and it concludes with opening a portal to get rid of the evil forces where... But unfortunately... Professor Noby's daughter doesn't stop the portal in time, and Ash is left drifting through time and space. At the end of the second film, and ends up in medieval England. Where else? Well, they say medieval England in the film, but I think in *Evil 2*, they mention they're in like. I swear, yeah. They're in the Middle East somewhere, in Crusades. Um, yeah, and that's a whole other film. That's just,
1: and. They do the whole, the stupid reboot thing again, where so at the end of the second one, he lands in mm-hmm. wherever the hell, yeah. um, gets his gun out and kills a an evil Kandarian demon, and then they all like, oh my god, who is yeah, they this? Worship man? And they worship him, yeah. him, but in Army of Darkness, hail he
0: who delivereth
1: from the delights, yes. <laughs> and then in Army of Darkness, he lands with his car, and then he gets swiftly taken yeah. away, yes, arrested.
0: It becomes, yeah. The opening line is, I am Ash and I am a sleeve. Yes. So I I guess plot wise, to tell a story, it's better to start off in a low position. Because imagine how boring it would be if he was worshipped as a god in the opening scene. Um, But he gets set on a path where he has to try and get rid of the evil once and for all. But by this point, he's completely sick of it. Hmm. The path, the journey of Ash as a character is cowardly, snivelling, ordinary man to cocky, fighting back man to just out and out, arrogant. Well, you forget
1: unhinged phase in Evil Dead yes, 2. True. There's a point of complete unhingedness where, it, before he switches to cocky, he truly becomes cocky Ash in Army of Darkness, yes. I think.
0: Embraces it. Oh, uh, what's that line that King Arthur, he is actually called King Arthur, mm. says. Um, are all men from the future
1: Loud mouthed braggarts
2: Nope Just me baby Just me
0: <laughs> Oh what a dashing man Oh yeah, oh it's amazing And the end is a Point of contention because there were two endings made So the original ending of Army of Darkness He goes Tries to go back to his present time By drink, drinking the sleep potion waking up however many four centuries later whatever it is but something distracts him what is taking these drops It's drop drop something happens what did he say He's took like, too much one two three three, three. yeah <laughs> yeah oh dear and he wakes up covered in rags and a big beard <sighs> I slept too long. <laughs> Credits.
1: Brilliant. And then there's the s ending.
0: And then there's the s ending. So that was proved to be too down for the test audiences. Because they're idiots. Mm. Um, so they refilmed an ending where Ash went back to his own time. And went back to work. Went back to his job. But he does kick ass. He does still, yes. So it turns out he didn't get rid of the evil. (laughs) And um, gets attacked. In fairness, that scene has some great lines.
2: Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. Who the hell are you? Name's Ash.
0: Housewares.
1: Oh, I need to watch these again. I need to catch up. You're like fully
0: fueled. I know. I... I... Absorb these films. I uh, haven't seen them in a long time myself, but... Oh, boy. Chainsaw or shotgun? Chainsaw attached or not?
1: Attached. Yes. 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 Good answer.
0: Double-barreled shotgun all the way. That's my time splitters 2 weapon.
1: Yes, the best sounding gun in (laughs) game history. Still unchecked.
0: Well, we've... um, I do want to talk about Ash vs. Evil Dead, but I think uh, we might have to save that for another time. Yeah, gladly. Ash vs. Evil Dead, instantly, is a spin off that took place well, years ago, a sequel, really, not a spin off. And it's phenomenal, like proper, dude.
1: The, they get creative with bodies, dead bodies, <laughs> yes, in do. ways that I didn't know they could. They just go to town, it wait am- for the morgue scene. Wait for- <laughs> there's
0: just so many great scenes. It amplifies everything about specifically Evil Dead 2. It amplifies that by about 50 times, and it's insane and violent and really funny. Uh, Splatstick. That's what they call it, isn't it? Yes, Splatstick. Hi, podcast again. Um, We left it out of the film discussion um, as a way to save time, because we could go on and on about this. Um, But we just thought we'd add that Bruce Campbell, the star and producer of Evil Dead, um, might just be our biggest hero.
1: I think definitely he is. Yeah, unrivaled.
0: <laughs> he um, we've mentioned before that he kind of made us be friends. Not only just watching the films, but doing impressions and voices and chainsaw actions and all sorts.
1: Acting animatedly. Hmm. Overacting with class.
0: Br- Bruce Campbell is probably. The best physical actor I can think of.
1: Definitely. I mean, Jim Carrey is undeniably brilliant, but Bruce Campbell, he does it... I mean, it's it's hand in hand with Evil Dead, really. If it wasn't Evil Dead, who knows where he would have ended up. But because he's got this story where he's possessed and then not possessed, and he has to fight his own hand. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's the hand fighting that really gets me. Mm. He, because um, that was based on a on an advert where, like, a house board housewife's hand wasn't doing the dishes properly or something. I can't remember exactly what the reference was, but that's what that's based on. The whole. Oh really? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah. So the fighting in the kitchen's inspired by that. But equally, in Ash vs the Evil Dead, the first episode, he fights the. The doll. Do you remember the little toy? Yes. And to try, it latches onto his nose, and to try and get it off, he just grabs flower pots and smashes it in his face. <laughs> just that small thing is hysterically funny for mm. me.
1: And he, we, you know, in a news section, I was saying how uh, he was fed up of the role and how at 60 years old he can't be in a basement anymore, face down in yeah. a, you yeah. know. Being, having been beating himself into a pulp. If you listen to him in his interviews, he seems like a really nice guy as well. He's just really quite down to earth and a bit of a realist about
0: fans. Well, we know this for a fact. Hmm. We uh, met him this year. Yes. I can't remember when, is it? It must have been like spring. It was, it was just... Dark, it, just it
1: just stopped being cold, I think. Or it was just stopping to be cold Yeah, in March yeah. or something.
0: Um, we met him at the... um Forbidden Planet in London. Mm. Um, it was a book signing for his second autobiography. Uh, I say second. I think there was one in between, but it was a fictional one. Um, yeah, so we went to this book signing. We were in the queue for hours. The queue went round the block. There were some celebrities there. I saw Nick Helm.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We trying to work out who he was. and eventually, um, We were there way past... The signing time, and he was still there. He's still signing away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he looked a bit knackered. He, he, oh yeah, he was. You you would be, but he stayed. That's the thing. He, I think he acknowledges fans. Um, in his book, he says how important he finds it to shake people's hand, Mm. which really bugged me because I didn't.
1: I did. Yeah, but. You got the immortal line off of him. Yeah. All I managed to I was I've never been Starstruck in my entire life. <laughs> I've met people from like some of my favourite bands. Yeah. Yeah. Um I've sort of met Keanu Reeves. Mm, mm. But with Bruce Campbell, all I could say, and I'll kick myself for this forever, is Hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine, thanks. Uh, I am fine, thanks. How are you? Oh, yeah, that's I'm pretty good. cool. I'm good, thanks it's like cheers and then just walked off gibbering gibbering
0: (laughs) what was your exchange i walked up to him uh gave my name gave him the book um and said to him i just want to say that um you've inspired us to make movies ourselves um i just want to say thank you or was those effect um and he replied huh don't suck and yes, And at that moment, a photo was taken of me, grinning like a simpleton. I want to get those written on a board, on a block of wood in the wall. Yes. I'm going to get Josh to do it, and we'll have it up in our studio. And every time we get
1: tired, or we're we thinking we're
0: like, you know, just half arsing it. Yep, yep. Every time we're just rushing something out, look up and see, don't suck. Yeah. Man, oh man. What a guy. What a guy. Um... Because he's not just uh, Evil Dead. I mean, that's part of the reason he wants to get out of Ash a little bit. He is, he, he is a working actor. He's done loads of stuff. Baba yeah. Hotep. Baba Hotep. It's just oh. incredible. It may genuinely incredible film. And so far removed from... It's quite touching in some places as, as well. I find the ending really quite sad. Mm. Um, I was in a slightly fragile state the first time I watched. Oh, really? Um, yeah. It was the morning after. But... It, uh, yeah, really, really good. And based on a short story, a very weird short story, where Elvis didn't die. He was, in fact, swapped with a duplicate of himself and um, was now in a retirement home somewhere in Texas.
1: With with- his only friend is a black man who is convinced that he's John F. Kennedy.
0: Yes. Yes. Who is convinced that he was shot, his body taken away, died black, and they put sand in the- where the bullet wound went in brilliant mm. and
1: then they, they do refer to each other as mr president oh and, yeah and as elvis well, well you would
0: mm. you would and then of course the old the retirement home gets attacked by a walking mummy an egyptian mummy an egyptian mummy that was thrown loose of a truck at some point and fell in the river yeah it's a ridiculous film but it's, it's quite sad and good at the same time um when we mentioned bruce's uh physical acting the best moment in another film he did called Man with the Screaming Brain which he directed in fact there's one he gets someone else's brain inserted into his head along with his and they start fighting over control of the body oh I need to see this this film this is the best scene in the film and they he breaks out of the lab it's all Frankenstein-esque you know And while he's fighting himself, fighting his own body, grabbing his arms, attacking his face and stuff. He just runs for a group of school children. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, scatter. It's really, really funny. Um, Alien Apocalypse. <laughs> Don't watch that. Rubbish.
1: Really rubbish. I like all of his appearances in the, the Spider-Man films, the Sam Raimi yep, ones.
0: Yeah, um, they're great.
1: I think they were just... Uh, I was watching some of his like best parts on YouTube now. Yeah, and I forgot about the one I think it's Spider-Man 3 where he's a French waiter yeah 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 so good
0: do you know it's my favourite my favourite uh, role of his in the Spider-Man franchise was the narrator in the PlayStation 2 Spider-Man was the narrator in the Spider-Man 2 game on the PlayStation 2 oh wow I did not know that he does all the narrating of the tutorial and stuff it's very funny and the moment you recognise it's him you <laughs> great so that, that came out around the time I was getting into Evil Dead so it was really like yeah. also in Oz he plays a um a guard it's very funny in that as well and that was the scene that was going to be cut but the lead actor forced Sam Raimi to uh no the editor yeah he was the scene was going to be cut but when they were editing the film you know Oz
1: Oz the Great but, and Powerful the,
0: yeah the prequel to Wizard mm. of Oz um they were editing it, and Bruce gets a phone call from Sam Raimi and the editor saying, "We need you back." Really? They're, they're obviously drunk or something, and they were sort of like talking about it. And they kept him around to film this extra scene because they needed it. Really? It's oh, just amazing. it's just a stupid scene where the wizard is trying to get into a building and has to deal with this guard. It's very labyrinthy. Right. Oh, uh, it's very funny. Um. Yeah. Uh, also, the other thing, just the round it off really jack of all trades yes we need to get around to binging that uh, jack of all ridiculous absolutely ridiculous i love that so much he's done some more serious things he did Bristow county jr but jack of all trades was complete rid- dumb actiony comedy in the same vibe as hercules and xena uh, where he was also in as the best character or but this was him in a sort of lead role as a spy in the Caribbean islands. Right. Defending the American ch- territory from the f- naughty French. Or oh, the French. Well, they, at least they
1: have a good spy there.
0: Who plays Mini-Me? What's his name? Vern Troyer. Vern Troyer comes in playing Napoleon. Mm-hmm. Which is very funny. Yeah, it's great. Recommend that completely. That's on YouTube, I think. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, should we go back to the Yes. Adam's 31 Days of Horror, Day 17, Martin, 1978. My name is Martin. I'm 84 years old. People think
3: I'm crazy when I tell them how old I am. I'd like to be normal. I just have a sickness. The only way I can survive is by drinking blood.
0: Martin opens on our eponymous hero boarding a train to Pittsburgh. As he does so, a young woman catches his eye and as they set off, he prepares a syringe and a sedative and slips into her carriage. Now in his head, he witnesses what happens in a sort of romantic black and white vision of what he's about to do. A beautiful young woman ushering her undead lover into bed. We cut back to reality and Martin's barged into a woman's cabin. She's far from seductive. He attacks her, injecting her with the syringe and soothing her to sleep. And then he drinks her blood. Yes, Martin is a vampire, but there's no supernatural powers here, no magic. Just wandering the streets of Pittsburgh, Martin is one step out of society at all times. One character compares him to a cat, silent but always listening, and do you know what? It's not a bad comparison at all. Martin is, quite simply, breathtaking. George Morero even claimed it to be his favorite work. And yet, it just doesn't seem to exist anywhere. Like, anywhere. I hadn't even heard of it until relatively recently. Definitely, definitely, definitely definitely watch this film. film. Martin, another kind of terror. For the full review and more, please head to, for the full review and more, Head to www.ap-tyler.co.uk Ah, oh, well, this is a bit spooky. Hmm. Well, there's a lot of cobwebs around. Hmm.
2: Hey, can you hear a radio?
0: Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, I think it's over here.
3: huh oh. Are coming back to life and seeking human victims. It's hard for us here. Okay,
0: we don't want to hear that.
3: You're coming from a meeting regarding the explosion of the Venus probe,
0: is that right? Uh, yes, yes, that was the yeah,
3: whatever, of the whatever. Well, that's pretty hard to say. We don't know how many of them there are. We know when we find them, we can kill them.
0: Are they slow moving, chief? Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. And the ah, news at when, moving when news. This sounds now. good. Yeah. This
1: is the news.
0: This sounds like Europe.
1: That sounds exactly like me. Bruce Campbell has vowed that absolutely nothing will tempt him into reprising his role as Ash again. Speaking to Digital Spy, he said, Just so you know, nothing will ever make me interested in enduring that sort of hardship ever again. I'm a 60 year old man. How much longer do I need to be face down in the dirt in a bleeping cellar that's dank and wet and cold? How long do I need to do that? For fans that are disappointed and annoyed with this decision, I would like to remind you, you've got three seasons of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Be satisfied. I mean, where the hell did that even come from? Jim from the American office seems to have a thing for sequels. John Krasinski, creator and star of the fantastically original and hugely tense A Quiet Place, has announced that he is writing a sequel to the film. He was originally only acting as a consultant on the film, but I suppose at the end he just couldn't help himself. God. Expect to see A Quiet Place 2 hitting cinemas 15th of May, 2020. Just tell them to turn the volume down. Idris Elba is joining the cast of the movie adaptation of Cats. It was...
3: <clears throat>
1: it was already knowledge... To, <laughs> it... <laughs> it was already knowledge to the fans of the legendary musical that they nabbed Ian McKellen for the role of Gus the theatre cat and Jennifer Hudson as another cat called Grisabella.
0: To we changed the radio station? No.
1: But we now know that Idris has got his paws... On the role, on the role of evil cat villain, m cavity. Now I don't know about you. his <laughs> name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. cavity. Mm, now I don't know about you, but that sounds like a cat dentist to me, and that is where I draw the line.
3: <laughs>
1: With enough spider dentists around, I think if there were cat dentists. I'd I'd, I'd lose my mind. After Fox News described Jamie Lee Curtis as a hypocrite for using firearms in Halloween, despite being a huge advocate for tighter gun control, the Scream Queen has explained that the decision was completely justified. Curtis said, I fully support an assault ban. No. Did she say that? I fully support an assault ban. She did say that. I fully assault a stock ban. I fully support the Bill of Rights. And fully support the Second Amendment. But she has no problem with people owning firearms if they have been trained. It may be worth mentioning that Curtis maybe shouldn't have to explain herself in the first place because Halloween is just a (laughs) film. Finally, Season 10 of Curb Your Enthusiasm has begun production. Really? I can't give you any kind of witty comment about Season 9 because Amazon Prime asked me to pay £100 million an episode to watch it, and I politely declined. However, I've heard good things, and if it's anywhere as good as I know one to eight is, Larry David's got us covered for a hilarious run of episodes. That
0: is the news. Well, That was a rather unprofessional radio cast, wasn't it? No, that was absolute rubbish. Was just giggling and getting his words wrong. Yeah, I'm
1: really, really ashamed oh. to even listen to it. Who would even listen to a show like that? Some kind of absolute loser.
0: Yeah. Anyway, shall we, uh, let's move on and find another room? Yeah, sure. Oh, oh, it's just you, stream Bucket. <laughs> Well, it's a very posh kitchen, isn't it? Yeah it is. It's like something you'd see in country home, or something. Hm. It's very old pans, very old oven, very old everything. Um I realise that we've seen some weird things already. Hmm? Can you see a man sat over there? That's odd. Do you think it might be your uncle? Um no, that's Derek Wheeler. What, you mean the local historian, Derek Wheeler? Local Hitchin historian and curator of the Hitchin Ghost Walk. We should definitely speak to him. Let's go over.
1: Hey, hello. We are here with local historian and all-round ghost aficionado, uh, Mr. Derek Wheeler. How are you today, Derek? Very well, thank you. Oh, brilliant.
0: Lovely stuff. We actually brought you up last week, last time, because we're fascinated by the Ghost Walk and, and kind of the history you've done in Hitchin. Hitchin. Um, how did you
2: come about starting it all? It was all by accident, okay. because a one-time curator of Hitchin Museum, a lady called Gillian Riding, uh, had a phone call for some, from some very strange people in Hereford. Okay. Not Hartford, Hereford. Okay. And their hobby was every weekend hiring a minibus and travelling to some uh, country house up and down the country that was known to be haunted. They hoped to spend the evening in this haunted house, and then come back and have an even more pleasant meal right. in uh, in a local hostelry. Well, they booked up at the Sun Hotel in Hitchin, intending to go on to Nebuth House, which is known to be haunted. Okay. Yeah. And then they were coming back to the Sun Hotel to spend the rest of the night, right? Happily discussing their stories and sipping a few gins, I suppose. Well, when they discovered that the Sun Hotel in Hitchin was haunted. They thought perhaps Hitchin might be haunted. So they approached the museum to see if anybody was willing to do a ghost walk. Okay. But nobody had ever done a ghost walk. However, in the museum archive, there was a script written by somebody years before. I'm afraid I do not know the gentleman's name. (laughs) And I was given, like on time team, three days. learn the script, do some research, and then do a ghost walk well it wasn't too much effort because one of the jobs i used to do when i worked at Hitchin museum i was technician at the museum and at that time i was repairing and restoring a hundred years of newspapers and hearts countryside magazines and my head was full of stories (laughs) that i'd read in all these publications far more stories than any curator would ever have had time to look at so i had several ghost stories in my head yeah yeah i'd also been doing research for a book which i was writing at the time and, and i had access to 19th century diaries 19th century journals wow. and so just adding to the script was fairly easy so i did this walk and then it was suggested that perhaps it should be an occasional occurrence at the yes museum yeah. And I was booked to do two more. And then the following year, Keith Hoskins asked me if I would do one for the Hitchin Festival, which is at the end of June normally mm-hmm. and lasts to the end of July. Well, I was still doing the ghost walks in September because so many people wanted to come. Yeah, I had to ration the number of people on each trip. <laughs> and so I think I did oh, six wow. or seven in the first year. And mm-hmm. I've been working for Keith Hoskins ever since doing the ghost walks. Amazing. I used to do them throughout throughout the year, but I don't do them in the winter now because people just get too cold. Yeah, no, absolutely it makes sense because the the walk that you go through
0: most of the town really suddenly. Well, like, only the
2: the old the old original yeah, absolutely, absolutely, medieval yeah. core of the town. I don't go. Too late. Uh, I don't go down Bancroft, and I no. don't go any further than Tilehouse Street. There's so
0: much history though, just in yeah. that just in that tiny yeah. section. I mean, yeah.
1: Bucklesbury and Sun Street alone. Like it's interesting that. The Sun Hotel was what got their interest because the Sun Hotel has got a very haunted room in it, doesn't
2: it? It's supposed to have a very haunted room where very strange things happen, but Mm. I won't tell you too much because people have to come on my ghost walk (laughs) to find out. several people have experienced strange things in that room. And one of the interesting things about doing the ghost walk is, from time to time, not every ghost walk, but occasionally, People come up to me and say, "Did you know so and so was haunted?" Like uh. Uh, a couple of months ago, they said, "Have I? Have you ever been in the rooms above Quatidy and the Baker's at the bottom of uh, Sun Street?" I said, "No." Mm-hmm. Well, the lady on the walk said uh, she'd stayed there, and it was very, very weird. Strange things happened in that room. Well, really? that was another one to add to my list. You yes, but it happens all the time.
3: Yeah,
2: that's fantastic. And that's I had fantastic. to say. I don't believe a word of any of it. (laughs) I am just your narrator. Yes. I'm like somebody doing a radio programme. I narrate the stories. Yeah. I don't have to believe them.
0: I remember that vividly from the uh, walk we went on. Thus, I sleep at night. (laughs) (laughs) Hitchin, obviously, so the the whole thing started when someone thought Hitchin might be quite haunted. Would you say, is there more history in Hitchin than... say other towns is there a reason why it's such a hub of activity and folk stories and
2: I really don't know the answer to that one Hitchin has this medieval core of buildings Mm. with 17th 18th 19th century additions but essentially the old pattern still remains people tend to stay in Hitchin for generations I mean my family have been here for since possibly the civil war Yes. Yeah, so yeah. um when this happens people tell stories in families and they get spread around and and uh there hasn't been a great deal of change no hmm. if somebody sense. from the 19th century wandered down bucklesbury or wandered down sun street or god is the old market square it's still essentially the same that's true yeah yeah
1: and uh, i guess st mary's is was that the sort of oldest sort of foundations we're of building in in hitching
2: St Mary's Church is the oldest building in the mm. centre of town, yes. Unusually big as well. It's the, it's the largest parish church in Hertfordshire. Right. Ashwell's pretty big. Oh, is it? But St Mary's is the biggest parish church in Hertfordshire, yes.
0: Yeah, it's um. there's a whole thing about that the origins of Hitchin might be a bit grander than sometimes we, we're aware of. Yes. King Offer had a well, stake
2: King, in it. King Offer is supposed to have built a monastery right which was then extended but then various uh fates happened to mm. it it was struck by lightning it fell down <laughs> an earthquake destroyed it it was rebuilt really? again and then fire destroyed it so the church that's there now is 13th 14th century okay with bits of earlier sure. structure but i don't have any ghost stories relating to the no. church <laughs>
0: no well no you wouldn't
2: most people expect me to but uh, Yeah,
0: I've heard graveyards are a a bit of a misnomer. They don't tend to have too many stories. (laughs) It's where where people live and work and spend their time. I think that
2: seems to be the... Yes. There's a lot of shops with... Oh, a lot of shops. Stories, yeah. Um, Probably the most haunted building is very close to the church. That is a dress shop called Anne Marie's. Right. Which is opposite one of the church gates, one of the gates which is never unlocked okay but uh from a long long time from the 1930s or 40s to the 1990s it was a bookshop and stationer's shop called howells okay and indeed my mother worked in there for years in the basement selling christmas cards and greetings cards and that sort of thing but she didn't tell me about any ghosts but there were two ladies who worked with my mother in the shop who used to take it in turns to make tea for the staff on a saturday And the tea ceremony involved going up two or three flights of stairs to fill a kettle up and then put a kettle on a gas ring or maybe it was an electric kettle. I don't know. And then deliver tea to all the staff. And on the way, these two ladies had a strange experience. Neither experience was connected to the other experience. The first lady claimed that the ceiling had opened as she went up the stairs and water had cascaded down and she thought a... Uh, a hot water header tank had uh, burst mm-hmm. but then it was the middle of July at the time and, and people don't have burst water tanks no. at that time of year as, as well as that there's the consideration that uh, Mr Howell did not have a tank in the room <laughs> so where the water came from we do not know
3: and the other lady
2: went up the stairs to make the tea and she got halfway upstairs and couldn't get any further because her progress was stopped. By a very tall man in a top hat smoking a clay pipe whatever she said to him he wouldn't move she um went downstairs in high dudgeon and said to mr howell if you don't get rid of your undertaker friend on the stairs nobody's going to get tea today well her undertaker friend was investigated by mr howell who discovered that he vanished but the stairwell was full of tobacco smoke wow and there's mm-hmm. lots of sightings of this particular figure in the top hat smoking a clay pipe um one lady who was a teenager when my mother worked in the shop said she used to help my mother but her father used to deliver newspapers he used to go to Hitchin railway station early in the morning pick up newspapers in a van and deliver them to all the news agents in Hitchin. and one morning very very early probably half past five six o'clock like that he was parked in the churchyard with the the two doors open on the back of his van lifting newspapers and putting them in house shop and when he turned around to get another load of newspapers a man in a top hat smoking a clay pipe was handing newspapers to him (laughs) and um, I won't tell you any more stories about that but um, Pat Howell the widow of Paul Howell who used to own the shop told me that when her husband did some excavations in the backyard behind the shop Hmm. took up paving stones underneath were cobblestones and in amongst the cobblestones were hundreds and hundreds of clay pipe stems so somebody in the 19th century had right. been a very very heavy smoker yeah. in that shop which adds credence to the story that uh huh. you know the ghost is possibly somebody who lived in the shop yeah that's my incredible
0: that, that seems to be the the way i mean the story i always enjoy as a very very personal selfish thing as it happens on my birthday right is the tale of the uh cavalier horseman riding <laughs> from person to priory and every year yeah every year I've tried to find him <laughs> on my birthday I try and
2: walk the street that I presume would be running down oh, yes Goring uh, Mr Goring yes um, he did exist I believe in Shillington Church there are references to the the Goring family he, oh, he was a cavalier wow. hmm. and uh, he had a sweetheart who lived along the little lane next to Priory Pond which at that time in the English Civil War was called Malt Mill Lane and it was the main road to Charlton right. before the the road was cut halfway up tilehouse Street okay so Goring would go there every night to visit his sweetheart as Hitching was home to three thousand of Cromwell's mm-hmm. roundhead troops it yes. wasn't a sensible thing to be seen in the middle of Hitching in cavalier dress you know <laughs> yeah. one day a group of uh, roundheads arrested him near High down house along the Perton Road, hmm. and neatly removed his head, put the headless corpse on the horse, slapped the horse's rump, and set the horse off back towards Hitchin and the Priory. And on the fifteenth of June every year, a headless horseman is seen riding down the Perton Road. How he copes with the wall at the bottom of, the, um, <laughs> you know, Tilehouse Street and the, the roundabout and the traffic, I've no idea. But somebody came on my ghost walk once and absorbed all this yeah and months later i saw him and he had told me on the walk that he was going to pitch a tent near high down house he'd got permission from the farmer to set up a video camera on the 15th of june and uh he did that and months later i spoke to him i said did you see the ghost he said no he said um i saw lots of spirits i said well sort of spirits you said they were all in the bottle and I slept sound absolutely <laughs> nothing inside the camera
0: amazing oh that's a good idea though yeah I thought I was tempted to give that a go brilliant you mentioned people who go on the walk mm. uh, or volunteer stories if they've got them do you ever have people sort of joining in when they hear something they might
2: have recognized or oh that's that's the room I'm staying in or Oh yes, oh yes. Um there's a, there's a room in the sun which is troubled. Yes. The sun hotel. Yeah. And uh, I took a party of French students round one day with their teachers, a husband and wife team. The wife was French, the husband was English, and they confided to me that they had got married in Hitchin and had their reception in the Sun Hotel and they had indeed stayed in the haunted room I said well how do you know you stayed in the haunted room well he whispered the number in my ear I said yes that's the right room and he said "Uh, coming hot foot from the reception I leapt into a bath before leaping into bed Mm. and I got out of the bath successfully and leapt into bed Within five or ten minutes, one of the taps started gushing in said haunted room and yes. I leapt out of bed, turned the tap off hard, got back into bed. And all night long, my what should have been a very exciting night for me, it was uh, punctuated <laughs> by the plumbing in that room. So he said, yes, I do believe that room is haunted. <laughs>
1: Oh well, my worst kind of
2: poltergeist
0: <laughs> <laughs> a cheeky one
2: yes yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> what's um the name of that sort of abandoned ruined church outside of Hitchin? oh
2: minston chapel Minston, minston Chapel. chapel. Mm. that's another
1: one isn't it It's meant to be well out. he's
2: supposed to be haunted mm-hmm. reginald Hind asked uh, the local historian who wrote the history of Hitchin in 28 and 1929 he asked for his ashes to be buried in minston chapel and and uh, Oh, well, there's a spoof ghost because the Latchmore brothers, who were early photographers in Hitchin, ah, yeah. published oh. a picture of a ghost, the monkey, a, a, yeah. a, a white friar or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, obviously, I don't know if it was a white friar or a grey friar, it was a black and white glass <laughs> um, plate. <laughs> exactly. And they tried to pass this off as a, as a, mm. a ghost, but I believe it was, it was double exposure. Ah. But people do go up there thinking it's haunted they probably think it's haunted by um, Reginald Hine but uh, I, don't know. Mm. I don't know
0: there isn't there's even a headstone it's presumably that's there's the Hine's a, stone yeah
2: yeah I mean the, the church was last used for a wedding I think about 1730 or something like that and um, apparently it was removed from the consecrated list because uh, the the, the, the the priest who was conducting a wedding was disturbed as he was reading from the the right. prayer book because a piece of masonry fell from the roof Ooh. and struck it out of his hand and he decided it was yeah you know the, the building was them. time expired <laughs> it was oh. time to shut up shop and yeah start preaching <laughs> somewhere <laughs> else yeah. um clop hill that's but is that bedfordshire yes, oh, Hill yes uh, the black renowned. magic church yes
1: is it where it, reports of satanists going there in the 70s and things oh, like yes. that oh, yes. it was yeah.
2: it was always in the newspapers 1960s 1970s people had black magic parties up there all that sort of thing but right I'm, yeah i've never actually been there i'd, I'd probably be too frightened
0: <laughs> <laughs> i actually had a friend who lived down because on top of a hill i had a friend who lived sort of halfway up it when we were teenagers and we did occasionally go up and yeah. we didn't really know where we were so we weren't aware of the stories, but it, the atmosphere is pretty sinister up it? I wonder if it's the wind, because it's high and it's floating. It is high, yeah. Um, but yeah, dogs howling and <laughs> wind going. We're like, okay, we need to go back in now.
1: Isn't there a thing about this might be rubbish, about being buried, uh, like built the wrong way? Upside says, down. So it's an upside down cross on a map or something like that. I don't know. What well, in that church? In Club Hill
0: oh I don't know mm. I don't know yeah there's something like that something oh well, I love it what well, I went out there fairly recently and the best thing is there's a sign it says church closed dust till dawn
2: which, which <laughs> oh. just makes you go oh that's awesome there, there is a there is a church it might be in Barnet I think Barnet was once in Hertfordshire but now I think it's Middlesex right but Apparently, there's a. I, I believe there's a, a there's a church there, or it might be Monk and Hadley, but it's close to Barnet, where there's a stone sarcophagus, half in the churchyard and half in the church, because the man couldn't make up his mind whether the devil was going to have him or whether <laughs> God was going to have him, so he hedged his bets. And, <laughs> <laughs> he was half in and half out of. Oh, that's... the
0: that's. <laughs> oh. That's great. So, that's Barnet. Do you? We think of you as Hitching, because obviously we've oh, seen yeah. you on the walk. Do you, are you a Hertfordshire historian, would you say? Or... Only Hitching. Only Hitching, yeah.
2: Hertfordshire's too big to be. Well, honest. it's pretty big, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I have to say that um, for those people who like local history, there's a book coming out this Saturday. Oh, lovely. In, it's being launched in the British School between uh, half past ten and uh, one o'clock. It's called Discovering More of Hitchin. Back in the nineteen nineties, Silla Douglas and Pauline Humphreys, the late Silla Douglas and the ever-effervescent Pauline Humphreys, le- both local historians, edited a book called Discovering Hitchin. Okay. Well, I was one of the authors. I, I can't remember how many authors right. there were, but I, she uh Cilla said could you write the story of a road? Well, I was born in Nightingale Road in Hitchin, so I, I wrote memories of that road right. in my childhood. All the shops, all the householders, all the pubs. Not that I went to the pubs as a child, but yeah, to, yeah. I mentioned all the pubs. And then she said, would you do some of the adjacent roads? I thought, yeah, well, I'll do some of the adjacent roads. And then, would you do butts close? So I did butts <laughs> close. And then she said, would you do... Bunyan Road and York Road. I said, well, my grandmother used to live in Bunyan Road, so I'll do Bunyan Road and <laughs> York Road. So by the time the book came out, I think I'd written about an eighth of it. <laughs> <laughs> and Scylla died a uh, year before last. And it was her wish that the notes that were left over from the previous book should be incorporated okay. in a follow-up book. And 14 authors have got together... Ah. to write a sequel and that's coming out this weekend
0: so that's just to confirm the date so that's saturday the 20th
2: this coming saturday yeah
0: Friday, yes. so obviously the show is coming out so we'll mention
2: that yeah we'll, and that will be, we'll, be we'll on sale at waterstones up. or the british school amazing Brilliant. and uh, the interesting thing about that book is it deals with parts of hitching that you wouldn't think anybody would uh, take notice of like the industries like oh, sure. the, um, the the origins of the Oakfield Estate, right? Um, trades which have disappeared, horticulture which has disappeared because of the constant encroachment of buildings, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. So, it is looking at hitching from a different angle. Okay, that's interesting. So people might indeed. Like that. Great. What was the name of the book again? Discovering More About Hitchin. Discovering More About Hitchin. Fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant. What
0: fascinates us about the Ghost Walk is so many people who we just speak to on passing who have been on it. Yo, oh yeah, we live in Hitchin. Mm. Oh, Hitchin, I went on a Ghost Walk there once. Mm. It seems that there's a massive draw to it. Um, and you've got another one, the next one's in, on Halloween itself. Halloween itself, yes. yeah. Mm. Yes. Brilliant.
2: Uh, You were asking me earlier about, uh, do people come up with strange stories? Well, recently, a most amazing thing happened. For years and years, and I've been doing these ghost walks for 20 years, I've been telling the story about the phantom cat in Boots, the chemist. Okay. Fantastic. Now, the phantom cat, the origin of the phantom cat is... Boots the Chemists was built, well, it was Woolworths before it was Boots, was built on the site of half of the Cock Hotel. And when the lost half of the Cock Hotel Mm. was pulled down underneath the original cellar floor, which was presumably a brick floor, they found the skeleton of a cat. Okay. Now, obviously, the cat didn't creep into the crypt, (laughs) expire, it was buried there Mm. because it was underneath the bricks. And the story goes that in ancient times, it was some kind of talisman to ward off evil spirits if you buried a cat. You see. Yes. Well, as I say, when the pub was pulled down prior to building Woolworths, the forerunner of Boots, they found the skeleton of this cat. And in subsequent years, from the 1930s onwards, people who have worked in either Woolworths or Boots claim they have seen this phantom ah. cat. Now, a chap who used to be a handyman stroke caretaker, who used to open up the shop early in the mornings to receive van loads of uh, of pharmaceutical goods and that sort of thing, claimed he'd seen the cat. And he was told never to go into the storeroom upstairs on his own in case there was anything untoward going on up there. Now, having told this story to... Hundreds of people over the years on the ghost walks. Early this year, probably March or April, I'd stopped outside Boots, the chemists, on a night of the week when I don't normally do it. I don't do my ghost walks on a Wednesday, but for some reason I was doing it on a Tuesday, and the shop was open. Whether they do have a late night opening, I I do not know whether they were just doing um, rearranging the shop. But a lady who was in the front window came to me. She said, I'm pleased you stopped here. She said, you're talking about our cat, aren't you? I said, well, how do you know about the cat? Have you been on my ghost walk? No, she said, but lots of people have been on your ghost walk and they've told (laughs) me about the cat. She said, I've got some news for you. We've captured it on CCTV in the shop. Oh, (laughs) wow. Now, I haven't seen the (laughs) CCTV, (laughs) but she claimed they'd seen this cat appear on their internal tv system wow
0: imagine
1: if they proved ghosts exist
2: <laughs> <kept>. well <laughs> who knows wow
0: absolutely well that's well that to be on i mean now. that
2: made my evening yeah yeah i imagine to um, i mean I, a lot of this stuff i think is, is absolute nonsense yeah but to have a story underlined
0: right yeah that, absolutely
2: and there's another one there's a there's supposed to be a strange happening that happened in them um, it's called the Cove Spa, which is a, um, a fitness... Um, it's a beautician place. Beautician's yeah, place yeah, at the yeah. top of the arcade. Yeah. The lady who runs that had a very strange experience one morning. She opened up the shop very early and she found upstairs all her health and safety papers and all her business papers had been scattered as though a burglar had been... Right. Broken. Moreover, the window was wide open. She phoned the police... And the police said, well, look at the CCTV in Keith Hoskins' office. So she went down to the CCTV in Keith Hoskins' office, and at 3 a.m. that morning, early February, a window was violently f- thrown open, seen on the telly yeah. screen, which is all the more remarkable because the previous year she'd had the upstairs decorated, she'd had um, air conditioning put in, she'd had all the windows sealed mm-hmm. to um, obviate drafts right so a force greater than human force <laughs> had opened that window and it was recorded on cctv Fantastic. so it's, you know i like when people tell me these stories yeah and you can back them up i mean that's a very old the arcade's a very old building as well, well right? those buildings there are the stables left over yes, from the swan right. inn I so they're that, probably yeah. 16th century
0: right right you might not be able to, you might not want to answer this as it might come up on the wall that's supposedly an entrance to this mysterious tum-
2: network of tunnels underneath Hitchin, isn't it? They don't exist. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. From childhood, probably your childhood, probably your childhood. You've yes. been told that there are tunnels all under Hitchin. You've been told there are tunnels from the prior to St. Mary's church. Yeah. You've been told that there are tunnels from St. Mary's church to the beginning. And you've been told that there's a tunnel leading from the boys school to the girls school. Hmm. There is a tunnel underneath the boys but it's only a heating duct because i've been in it <laughs> you would think of the work involved in digging a tunnel oh for the course school true. up the hermitage road then up the top of the hill up the hill so, yeah, total yeah. nonsense <laughs> um one of my colleagues in the historical society simon walker wrote a book about 12 15 years ago called underground hitching okay because he was brought up with these stories and he tried to find out where these tunnels were he went to the priory he went into people's cellars mm. There aren't any tunnels. And I I tell people on my ghost walks that um, in 200 years of digging sewers, putting in gas mains, putting in electricity cables, in the 19th century, traction engines going up Tarnow Street, in the 20th century, tanks, steam rollers, (laughs) television cables going underground. Nobody has yet fallen in one of those tunnels yeah the only tunnel i do know there are two tunnels i do know about one in nickelford and one underneath hermitage road okay now when the Seaborn family owned the hermitage which was on bancroft hmm. um where shall i say near to where the old ransoms gateway okay after, yeah yeah uh, the Seaborn family owned what is now the area where the Queen Mother Theatre is. Right. And the dell, which where the open air theatre yes, is, yes. was an old quarry and, and it was their bird sanctuary. They were yeah. keen nature lovers and that was their private bird sanctuary. And when Hermitage Road, when they gave the, they part of their garden to the town in 1876 to act as a road from Bancroft to Queen Street. Right, yep that road was artificially cut to shorten distance between the town centre and the railway station wow. they didn't want to bump into the hoi catching trains in the morning yeah. so they had a tunnel dug from the the uh, underneath Hermitage Road from the what is now the approach footpath to the open air theatre okay yeah underneath Hermitage Road somewhere in, uh, underneath Walsall's Road Somewhere near where that little lodge is on the junction of Wimbush Road. And, oh, uh, sure, yeah. The Road. It goes cottage, underneath there mm. and comes out somewhere, I don't oh. know, but Alan Fleck, a former curator at Hitchy Museum, has been in it. It is oh, now, oh, no. or was, a British telecom oh. cable duct. <laughs> right. You would have to creep through it at the best. It's not a tunnel, no. like an underground tunnel. No, no. It must have been
1: quite well off to just have a tunnel built well they were they were merchant bankers ah <laughs> oh yes oh so that poor property up there so the dell was that, that... They,
2: they owned they owned, Wimbush, they, they owned um windmill hill oh, oh really? wow oh, okay. they owned vast tracts of land yeah oh yes hmm. they were merchant bankers or connected with merchant bankers yeah. Sure, yeah so plenty of money and the other tunnel i was mentioning um there is a tunnel i believe from the old George pub in Ickleford okay. to St Catherine's Church. Because when the Lich Gate, at the entrance to the churchyard in mm, Ickleford, mm. was being rebuilt at the end of the 19th, beginning of the 19th century, um, it partly collapsed, revealing brickwork underneath ah. in a direct line between the church and the George. Right. So I think that could possibly exist. But uh, mm. I don't have any more no drains priest holes possibly hidden yeah. rooms possibly but no tunnels
0: priest holes that that sounds like that could have been if it's between the pub and the church just sort of yeah. sneaky out from yeah. a bed to the church kind of, yeah. 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 or just rolling barrels of gin down you know, so. <laughs> that's great okay so yeah we'll uh, we'll found it so the next ghost walk is on the 31st that's Wednesday right. the 31st that's right um you can buy tickets at the From keith hoskins in the initiative office yep on churchyard is that yeah yep. perfect and how much do they go for five pounds so and you get, you yeah.
2: get two and a half hours of whimsy <laughs>
0: <laughs> spooky nonsense absolutely But and a really fascinating insight into kind of hitching and and what it was like throughout the years as well mm. brilliant well thank you so much derek pleasure thank you for uh, revealing some stories and, and <laughs> chatting with us for, for the evening yeah, Sleep very much. well tonight, <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget you can get that
2: what the Hitchin book, discovering more of Hitchin, the discovering more of Hitchin, uh, on sale in Waltham. Wart- I think it's fourteen ninety five. Perfect. That's not the year; that's the price. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks so much. Watch out for the library. I wouldn't go in there if I were you. Strange things might befall you. Um.
0: Okay. Thank. Thanks for your advice. Yeah, thanks, Derek.
2: Don't go near the third book on the fourth shelf up.
0: That's very specific. That's. Let's, let's definitely not go near let's that. Let's definitely go nowhere near that. Come yeah. on, then. Let's All go. Right. For an extended interview and for some extra spooky stories straight from Derek Wheeler's mouth, check out our podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. That's right, bub.
1: Say hello. Come on, Captain. Give me a break, will you? Say hello
3: to your Aunt Alicia. Say hello, Aunt Alicia. Hello, Aunt Alicia. Hello, Scream bucket.
0: Oh Wow, this is lovely. What a long, lovely table. Oh, and there's food laid out for us. Oh, my... God. Is that prawns? It is. That's a... That's a prawn cocktail. That's an amazing prawn cocktail. I love prawn cocktails. I thought Torgo said there wasn't going to be any food. Hmm. Um, We might die of food poisoning because prawns are very, very bad. Are
1: they? Yeah. Very small shelf life. But I'm really, really hungry. Shelf life.
3: (laughs)
0: Alright. That went better than I thought. Okay, well, uh, let's take a seat. So... um, I mean, this is a spooky old mansion, yeah? Yeah.
1: And we talked about a cabin in the woods earlier. It got me to thinking.
0: What? Are <laughs> you doing your GCSE drama? It got me to thinking. Oh, uh, Bruce, I've, I do so love you. Oh.
1: S- <laughs> what are your top five oh, spooky locations in film?
0: Oh. This isn't fair, you've done me twice in a row.
1: That's what she said.
0: Oh! Ow. The actor Ooh. said to the bishop. There we go, corrected. Anyway, five spooky locations. Mm. Are we rolling Cabin in the Woods out? Well, okay, let's work through. So, off the top of my head, uh, the classic Stephen King creepy house on the corner of the suburb. That's, okay, yeah. That's one to think about. Have you seen The Burbs? No, I haven't yet. No. Oh, mate, Joe Dante, brilliant film. Hmm. It's a spooky house. Oh, Joe Dante. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised we haven't seen it. Interesting. Tom Hanks, good film.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes,
0: yes, yes. I know. Um, I'm not not sure if that should be in the top five, but
1: now, well, the suburban house. You think you've got like the last house on the left and stuff like that. You've got all sorts of really
0: Amityville spooky... horror. Yeah. There's a really, like, specific American house Mm. they use in those kind of things.
1: Just a bit too big for us English folk to understand.
0: And also made of wood. Mm. So rotting and old.
1: Yeah. I guess the thing with the house trope is the safety of home being molested.
0: Yeah. Which is traditionally a sort of Japanese thing. There's a Mm. bizarre amount of Japanese ghosts that are set in toilets. Toilets and beds. That's too invasive, the toilet. But well, that's it? it. That's why, I, I yeah. guess. Like, not just the toilet, but the bathroom. Mm. Seems to be like a... It's the place of ultimate vulnerability. Mm. Mm. And equally bed as well. Mm. I mean, I seem to remember the grudge there's a scene in the bed. Oh, that's... yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think one the one time I peeked through my fingers was when that horrible girl thing sort of popped up through the legs. When she was, like, hiding under the covers. Oh, so yeah, yeah, Under the covers, where you're always taught you're most safe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: That's a really good, good scene, mate. Yeah. I, 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 I like the grudge. I don't think people give it enough credit. No, not at all. Anyway, where do you not want to hang out if you know you're in a. Where do I not want to hang out? It's difficult because there's a lot of horror films that are set in colleges and.
1: I was just thinking about um, the high school corridor where there's no one else there and it's oh. only you. So, inexplicably, you're in the school. Yeah. You're clasping your textbooks. You walk out of the classroom or the bathroom. Yeah. And for some reason or another, there is no one there.
0: Yeah, straight from real life. Have Mm. you ever been to your school after hours? Oh, yeah, it's really creepy. Like, not detention, but if you're there like at eight o'clock at night or something. Like that time we were at college, we got the wrong day for a gig. And we just were sort of hanging around the college for a bit.
1: Oh, and then the drunk janitor stumbled out of the cupboard and fell on
0: a mattress. Yeah. No, mysterious man... They had a mattress prepared for him. Yeah. they put, So he had this secret door we didn't even know was there. He opened up, pulled a mattress out, flopped on the floor and fell asleep. Yeah. We're brilliant. just standing there, open mouthed And then like a tutor came along and was
1: like, it's okay, it's okay. And you and me were just stood there awkwardly <laughs> going, oh. <laughs> we need to leave this place. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Stores are creepy at night.
1: And The Shining would make me think, big ah. hotel big abandoned hotel big abandoned
0: that's my dream though i remember seeing the shining on i think it was a halloween a couple years ago at cineworld and i remember walking out and going i want to house sit a hotel it would be awesome
1: and it would be brilliant for writing just walking down the corridors which is what happens in the show going a bit stir crazy I mean, yeah. you've got the bar to go to. Imagine if they say, oh, yeah, help yourself to some some drinks, you know, to pass the time. No work
0: and no play. Yeah. How about sewer tunnels?
3: Well, I'm
1: not, I'm not seeing enough sewers, really.
0: Or drainage tunnels or old abandoned tra- train well, stations. No, uh... I'm thinking
1: of it. I'm thinking of Pennywise. I'm thinking of dead
0: children. I'm thinking of ghost stories. Oh, yeah, that was Equally very Equally a dead child. Well, well. there's one. Yeah. There's something worrying about that. Creepy, like, this is a place where there's no actual exit. Is this... But I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. Hmm, this is harder than I thought. Um, What about an attic? Oh, God, yeah. A loft. Oh, yeah. Definitely. there's some, Now, yes, this is, again, this is a very big one. Do you think it's just because of the hatch?
1: It's, it's the hatch, and it's extra. It's like, we picture a house as the room's. Right. When we think of the attic, the the attic is added. A cellar is added. There's, there's, it's, it's just a space. It's it's space after space. space. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's almost as if it's the crescendo. It's the final showdown. It's the... Yeah. It's the... where Wherever you go in the house, whatever you do, don't go in that bit. Yes, that, that final the bit. attic. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. There's definitely something about it. It's that idea as well that you can open the hatch and you only see... You can't just slam it open and see what's on the other side. No. You have to slowly do it, and then you have to look around. And if there's something behind you, it takes you a long, old time to look all the way around.
1: Oh, and you can be guaranteed they'll be looking right at you, yeah. right up close. This little clown
0: doll. Mm. Or...
1: Naked people.
0: Naked people. Mm. Hereditary really got to you, didn't it?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: yes, it really did. Um, Okay. Well, I think Loft is definitely in the top five. Then, mm. I'm I'm not convinced about School, but I think it is a good one. It is definitely. That's to think of any more. Um, oh, uh, do you know? Yeah, equally similar to the School, a empty street. Mm. It sounds really mundane and lame, but if you walk, if you walk around Hitchin Town at five a.m., it's eerie. It is because if you, you'll see, the odd cleaner, the odd drunk, whatever, but it's completely dead, desolate. Mm. Um, that's how they filmed famously Twenty Eight Days Later in London. They just chose that point of time in the morning.
1: Absolutely, absolutely incredible. Mm. I mean, I always thought. Well, I, I know, you know. I know that fact, but I thought there had to be
0: some form of trickery. No. That I desolate
1: think, landscape. I mean they would probably would have had to clean up one thing or two, I imagine.
0: Maybe. But I that's that wasn't an original idea. That came from Invasion of the Daleks sixties dot two film oh. rather than series with Peter Cushing. Um same thing, exactly the same thing. They had just had Daleks walking around uh four or five AM uh, before everyone turned up. Nice. They had, they had to usher off the odd homeless person. But um yeah. It's quite a shocking thing.
1: There's places that are spooky, but they don't they don't feature enough. Like I think of like a, a mental asylum mm. is terrifying because you think of all these rotten beds and mm. instruments and like, abandoned rooms where they used sort to of lobotomize people, and you just get a flash. You look through the window, and a, there's a chair, yeah, and yeah. like needles pointing towards where the head would be, and things like that.
0: It's a bit loaded, though, isn't it? Asylums It is. It is. a lake. Mm a lake now the yeah well yes Lake. Hmm. yeah lakes it's mythologically scary places
1: because oh, the gateway is the underworld several, the, have you seen What Lies Beneath no Harrison Ford and, yeah no I've not seen that one I can't remember who else was opp- opposite him yeah but the lake and that is a very scary scene in it and there's, there's so many films I think there's something about the stillness of a lake yeah and what it hides
0: yeah what
1: secrets are hidden in a lake?
0: Yeah, it, there's an ancient sort of fear of lakes or worship of lakes, mm. sort of Arthur stories and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, Friday the Thirteenth, the mm. lake's always there. Mm. In the first one, it's for it's, it, something does happen, and the third one as well. Even though it's not the main horror thing, it's always there. It's yep. always that slight worrying thing that even going into the lake won't bring you safety. Uh. So, so far, we have lake, attic,
1: hotel. Hotel. Abandoned. School. What
0: else? The car. The car. I wasn't expecting that at all, but you're right. Absolutely. Mm. At night. Enclosed.
1: Trapped. Alone. Driving towards somewhere. You have a finite amount of time before you're going to reach this destination. Mm. But. There's something
0: else in the car with you. Ah, I was thinking the other way. Driving along at night, country road, lights on. Apologies if you're listening to this on a country road at night with the lights on. You have such a limited scope of vision. Just as you're driving along, just a figure in the middle of the road. Or just on the edge of the road that steps backwards. Uh, uh That freaks me out more than anything else. Do you remember when we uh, were filming
1: out in uh, Minston Chapel? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Before we were looking for Club Hill and we were driving back in the dead of night and then there was a zombie mm. in the middle of the road. Yes.
0: Like, mm. w- that sounds ridiculous. We saw a zombie. It was a man, not in a good shape. No, bedraggled. Yeah. Stumbling in the middle of the
1: road, not near a town, in the countryside, in the middle of nowhere. And then we just avoided running him over.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was weird, wasn't it? It was really weird. Mm. Um, but films like Extro, like there's that sort of idea of things on the edge of your vision. Mm. Um, I had an ex-girlfriend who used to be follow- stalked by an owl.
1: Oh, but that this is a what's the um, There's the, a thing the about the owl thing, the Owl
0: Man. Oh, Owl, the Owl Man, and it sort of uh, Cornwall, Cornwall story. Mm. Yeah, it follows you, doesn't it? It does. It It, it stalks you, and it's yeah. That's maybe a different story because we're running way over. Alright,
1: I think we've got enough, haven't we?
0: Oh, you got it all over the floor! Ugh, fetch me the stream bucket. And the mop. God, God. I'm so glad we got out of there when we did.
1: Yeah, that was a bit odd.
0: Those prawns, they just went straight for her face! Oh,
1: God, I think I've got bite marks. Didn't even know they had mouths that big.
0: Yeah, you've, you've got something there. Huh. Still, I didn't realise you were such a good dancer.
1: Yeah, not so bad yourself. Well, thanks very much.
3: Mm.
0: Still, I think we, um, we need to get somewhere safe, because there's something weird in this house. There's spiders, there's prawns, there's... The
1: weird goatee butler.
0: Yeah, yeah, that...
1: Join us. Did you did you hear that? Uh, Hear what? The creepy voice saying, join us. No. Join us. Do you hear that?
0: I can't hear anything, just your heart beating.
1: Well that's because there's a creepy voice saying join us. Join
3: us.
1: Ugh, <sighs> I think it's coming from the library? library? Yeah, see the door over there that says library on it? Oh yeah. Join
0: us. Ugh, <sighs> did you hear it that time? I can't hear anything. There's only one thing for it. We're going to have to go into the library and investigate. It. All right, well, I guess it'll be safe in there. Hmm. Would not be damper. In it? Let's go and have a look. Okay. Oh. Wow, there's so many books. It's really nice in here. Mm. Oh, Uncle Phil must be a real collector.
1: Yeah, look at all these like
0: bits of parchment. Quills.
1: Oh. Quills? Yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: How old is this place?
0: I have no idea. Great Uncle Phil, I wish I could find you, just so I can ask you some ruddy questions. Mm. He's just
1: a ghost in this place, isn't he? He just doesn't exist. Yeah.
0: Maybe he's in the walls. (laughs) 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 Uh.
1: Hey, uh, that bookshelf over there, that can't be the one Derek was talking about, was it?
0: Of all the bookshelves in here, I mean, who knows? He said Hmm. the... Fifth one from the left?
1: Yeah, so as long as we don't choose that one.
0: Yeah, on the fine. third shelf, right? Yes. From was the it the bottom? No, I put it was on the top. Okay. Um. Oh, no.
1: oh. Did you not hear it that
0: time? I can't. What? what? Hear what?
1: Let's just go and look at the bookshelf.
0: That's fine. And what have we got to lose? I mean, our lives? No. All right. So which one do you want to see? Um. Oh, that one there,
1: obviously. I mean, it just look, looks like it's made out of skin or something. <laughs> as it. Yeah, as, so, as if that's going to be the one. Yeah, have a look. Yeah, he must be talking about this Greek dictionary. Oh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Ugh, he yeah, wants you, to read that? Well, me, but let's pick the skin one. Right, let's have a look. Hmm. Do you want to read it? I can't really make it out.
0: Um, let me hold up to the light. Um... Okay, well, let's uh, let's have a look. So, it it seems to be a... It's Burial Rites? Book of the... Dread? Oh, I can't read really it properly.
1: I'll give it a read.
0: Alright, let's... Uh, okay. Oh, here's a bit, here's a bit. Okay. So, um... Completely fictional. Any reference to people living or dead is purely... Quid. Oh, it's a copyright page. I'll, uh, I'll skip over it. Okay, here we go, here we go. Candela Estrada Candus Furs Indactu Candela Estrada Candus Furs Indactu Nos Verandus Candela Estimator Candelus Furs Indactu Nos Verandus Candela Demator Kanda. Kanda. Hmm.
1: Well, that was a bit of an anticlimax.
0: Yeah, nothing happened. Huh. Well, what do you want to do now? Um, I guess, there must be a bedroom around here somewhere. We can just sort of kip down. It's getting late now, so, uh, I'm ready for bed. Yeah. I'm sure we can find a couple of, uh, or just one huge one, I'm sure. This mansion has... Oh! oh,
3: oh Adam,
1: it's your Uncle Phil! Phil! Is that you? Ah. Oh, what's wrong with him? His eyes are white!
3: Ah. Ah. Come to me.
1: No! Come. No, I'm, I'm not going anywhere near you!
0: If you, you had come to my mansion and read aloud the passage in the books, I have the walking ass. You have raised us from our slumber, and now you are ours. Um, it, um we're re- really very sorry. We, we we, thought this this book was safe. Uh, uh, we can just leave. Yeah, Torgo!
1: Torgo! Torgo is nowhere near. Now, I will clean your swords. God, let us go. <coughs> oh, the door slams. Here, have a fork. We can fight back. I'll stab it in the face! (laughs) I got him! I'll stab him as well! (laughs) You sot! Ha ha ha! You didn't think of that, did you? (laughs) Luckily, we're not alone! Oh, not all! you
0: have broken at all, many ways! It's that bloody spider again! This will be
1: the last time I will eat you!
0: Oh god, stay away from my flies! Now oh, give me your flies! Give me your flies! Right, that's it, Rob. We need to fight back.
1: Oh, Will, it's time to split. <sighs> yeah, sorry. I, you know, it's, it's from a game. Oh, sod it! Just get
0: them!
3: It's
0: on top me! top of me! Nah. Top of me. got me! I'll get the spider off you! Ah, you little sod! I'll stomp you up with me! He's about to spit something yeah. in my face. Uh, you, uh, oh
1: my god, it's disgusting! Have you got have you got any weapon? Just chop his head off or something! Oh. God, what have you got?
0: Chainsaw.
1: Use it.
3: Uh,
0: uh, uh, uh. Right. Spider stomped. Uncle Phil split. We need to get out of here. We? Just checking in, master. I thought I'd uh, just see what all the fuss was about. I KILL IT! What? Well, What's happening? You ah, ah, ah.
1: die! 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 Rob. Die. Rob. Die. Rob. Rob. Die. Stop. die! Stop! 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 What?
0: What have you just done? I've killed him. You've killed Torgo? He was a demon. He wasn't a demon, he was coming to help. Oh, yeah? Look! <gasps> he does have hooves.
1: <laughs> God, this is ridiculous.
0: He does have hooves.
1: I told you.
0: He just killed a goat
1: man. What, do you think they're some sort of endangered species?
0: Yes. Well, not anymore. They're extinct. Right, fine, fine, fine. Let's just get out of here. <laughs> ah!
3: Luckily,
0: got the pencil.
3: Oh, God! Oh, oh bloody hell, Phil! <laughs> <laughs> it
1: really hurt! It's got the lead in it and everything. Nah, I don't care, I'm to It's not even sharpened.
0: Rob, mm, Rob. I yeah? Think, I think we're gonna have to use this lighter fluid I picked up earlier without telling you.
1: Okay. Well, it just so happens that I've got a lighter in my pocket.
0: Oh, fantastic. Right, we're just gonna have to pour it over Phil and okay. get, just get rid of him. Okay. Okay. Just stand strategically by this window. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yep. Light the lighter. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll throw the thing. Ah! Oh thank God! We landed in this slightly damp, swampy cemetery yeah. outside the window. Yeah. Well, we've burnt down the mansion.
1: We've killed Uncle Phil and his butler, Goat Torgo,
0: and and the giant spider. Yeah, the French giant yeah. talking spider. Um, I hope Derek got out. Yeah he's going on his walk in a few days. Oh. Well, we're alive, anyway. Mm. Do you think we're, um, going to get our sponsorship money?
1: Uh, I'd lean towards
0: no. Oh. oh, what a wasted journey. Well. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh. uh, we're in a Pet Cemetery. Oh yeah, we are in a Pet Cemetery. Uh, typical. Did you see the trailer for the new one? No. Yeah, it's alright. It's a bit bland I think. Mm. Standard modern horror. Yeah. Uh, Sabrina though, have you seen Sabrina? Sabrina looks really cool, yeah.
1: Going back to Pet Cemetery, I've never seen or read it and I thought the entire film was going to be about zombie animals and judging from the trailer it's not all about zombie animals.
0: I think it spreads. So there are some zombie animals. Yeah. Yeah, I think i I mean I'm taking this exclusively from Treehouse of Horror. Oh okay. And they raise Snowball. Oh really? Yeah, it st- it starts off as I remember that. And then it they but they come back evil. That was like in vicious. the prime of the Simpsons, wasn't yeah. yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah yeah. It's classic Treehouse of Horrors, yeah.
3: <sighs>
0: Is there anything else you're looking forward to?
1: Uh start watching House on the Haunted Hill on Netflix.
0: Oh uh, yeah. It's good.
1: Uh, yeah, it's good. It's it's very depressing. It's it's not one of those sort of fabulous, mystical American horror story things when you're entertained by post-Glee madness. It's there's a death in the family. The family are coping. They're all on their separate ways. You've got the addicted brother. You've got the right, right. successful writer brother who. Exploited the rest of the family by turning their hor- the horrific events. They basically lived in this mansion. Okay. A family member's eyes in the mansion. Yeah. Under very spooky, mysterious, horrible circumstances.
0: Uh, okay. And then he. You say this well, that my uncle's burning yeah, well, behind. Yeah, we'll, okay, be, well. We'll
1: be far away when the police come. Oh, I guess. And uh, he basically becomes a rubbish writer. Okay. And then he realises the, the only way he can make it is by writing his experience, Right. and you know shunning the family into unwanted fame mm. around the death of this other family member. So, fast forward on a few years, none of none of the siblings are speaking, and then one of them dies mysteriously at the house, I think. Yeah. And then spooky things start happening. They're all reluctantly drawn back together to solve this mystery of why one of them has died. Yeah. And it's very sad and you have to get through the episodes of establishing that relationship. Mm, that
0: that 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 lines up with the feedback I'm hearing on Twitter. Which people seem to say it's quite boring.
1: It is boring. Yeah. Definitely.
0: It's you know it's striking me that that sounds like it's straight out of the uh, hereditary blueprint. It's not nearly as scary.
1: I would I never had to look away once. But
0: hereditary has that family drama, doesn't it? Mm, yeah it does so I wonder if that's the same maybe that's the new wave of horror is going to be sort of disguised horror in the drama
1: if it is I'm already fed up with it and it can leave because... <laughs> but I can't slate it too much I mean I want to watch the next episode
0: yeah. whether I will or not we'll see yeah I was hearing a lot of people struggling around episode 4 and 5
1: oh really I haven't even got there yet right
0: mm-hmm. but then beyond that it said to be good mm-hmm. yeah I do want to check it out I want to check that out I want to check Sabrina out Yes, um, I might even do that as part of my thirty-one days of horror. Well,
1: we also... watched a trailer for that, and there didn't seem to be any talking cat.
0: There was a cat, but it wasn't is... talking. Well, not in the trailer. I want it constantly talking in there all the time. I didn't realise until I looked up se- separately. Um, there's a lot of English people in there. Lucy Davis of the Office fame. Oh yeah. Um, I can never remember her name. Some Domes, the uh, Green Wing actress, oh, yes. Scottish woman. She was the Master in the Doctor Who series fairly recently yeah interesting oh do you know who uh, I mean yes I do, I do. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, that's, so that's all pretty cool I'm, obviously I'm still doing my 31 days of horror so I've got many many films to watch even now I'm coming to the end of it now though by the time this goes out yeah got some good ones coming up oh there's something very very big we have to announce and what is that
1: It involves a certain doll by the name
0: of Corvus. Corvus the doll?
1: Yes. Me and Adam and our good friend and compadre in film production, Mm. Josh. Dog's Body. Yes, Dog's Body. Mm. We've uh, put our heads together and come up with a a short film. And when are we going to release that, Adam?
0: Um, The plan is to release it on Halloween, on the 31st, 9 o'clock. Ooh. The spooky, the spookiest time of the evening it is. Um. Yeah, hope, I haven't started it yet, but I will We've shot it. it Oh yeah, it's all shot We did it in ten hours, in fact, which is our record And the, about a third of that involved stuffing a
1: fake you <laughs> with clothes and trying to fling it out of my house Yeah, the
0: stuffing part was easy hmm. Trying to fling it over a ruddy railing took a all afternoon
1: Turns out filmmaking is hard sometimes. Turns
0: out physics of evil and hate Mm. us. Yes. So make sure you tune in for that. Obviously I'll post about that on Twitter. If you are in the mood for a longer film, we know that there's a few things going on around Halloween, which is quite exciting. Um, The Letchworth Broadway Cinema on the 31st, they're showing the classic 1931 Frankenstein film at 6 o'clock. Have you seen that? Nope. I saw it at uni and it's bloody good. Is it? Hmm. Um, I've seen
1: bits of it. I've seen the iconic scene with the torches and all that.
0: Oh, sure, yeah. Mm. The uh, That's followed up by an one of my favourite horror films of all time, An American Werewolf in London, mm. which you haven't seen, have you? No. <sighs> Criminal.
1: I don't know why I'm on this, this
0: show. No, no. You... Get out! Get out of here! What, out of the cemetery full of petty gravestones? Yeah, maybe let's go in somewhere mm. and then you can go out. Okay. Um, so that's the Cineworld, uh, yeah. and that's Broadway and Letchworth. Cineworld and Stevenage, um, on the 30th, they're playing the 30th anniversary re-release of Beetlejuice. Ooh. Which is rather exciting. I, I enjoy Beetlejuice. Yeah, so do I. It's probably my favourite, second favourite in Burton film. The first being Ed Wood.
1: I watched Sleepy Hollow the other week and I oh, yeah. realised how much I loved that
0: film. Yeah. That had a real so influence good. on me as a teenager. Yeah. I remember for my GCSE writing, uh, English, uh, GCSE, I wrote a story about a headless horseman being hunted down by a bounty hunter, a sort of Van Helsing bounty hunter. A
1: bounty hunter. A bounty hunter.
0: Yes. And I found it. A couple of years ago I was quite enjoying it Really? My writing has not changed Since I was about 15 years old Is is that good or bad? Uh, well the writing wasn't that good But the characters Is exactly what I do mm. you now Anyway um, On the actual 31st On Halloween If you're not planning on going out And hitting the town Cineworld Stevenage are playing The Evil Dead The classic The remastered re-release version At 8.45 Um and before that, they're playing the fog. I always get it mixed up with the mist. Mm. The mm. fog is the ghost pirates.
1: Do you know the difference between fog and mist?
0: Ghost pirates.
1: Yes. No, but I looked it up today because there's was really thick fog this morning. Mm. And apparently, if it's more than a thousand meters away that you can see... If you can see for ahead of you a lot, okay. it's mist if it's not that bad. Right, right, if it's right. really, really thick it's fog oh, so and it's, that's the only difference it's density Yes, yeah, density well
0: that's very interesting isn't it
1: might as well educate
0: <laughs> our listeners absolutely so I think that's the end of our show though mm. I think we're coming to the end we're, we're free of the mansion we need to try and get a lift back from that taxi driver he's not coming back uh, we're going to have to walk uh, still though we've wrapped everything else up nothing to do now but just leave the cemetery Yeah, let's get out of here. I think it's time we put this behind us. And that's the end of our show. What a show. Yeah, we got out of that sticky situation just about. Mm. But that's a story for another day. Mm. Mm. Maybe next year. Maybe. Scream bucket free.
1: If they don't fire us after this episode.
0: Yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, let's not worry about it too much. No. (laughs) Um, Another. Just want to repeat how thankful we are for Derek Wheeler to join us on our show this week.
1: Mm, Absolutely. Um, Just an incredible, amazing personality with a knowledge of Hitchin that we just didn't know. Yeah. I mean, he knows. He knows the place as if he
0: lived through it being built. I think in his blood, he was. Mm. S- similar to your your family as well. Sort of woven into Hitchin, into the area. Mm. Not like me, a filthy immigrant. Where are you from? Chesant.
1: Ugh! Yeah.
0: God, And, Chesant. and Enfield.
1: Ugh!
0: Although, there is a, apparently a link to my grandad being from Hitchin on his family, but we haven't worked that out yet.
1: Oh, let's hope so, for your sake. Yeah.
0: Mm. Anyway, um... So yes, make sure, if you're interested in going on the Hitchin Ghost Walk, um, you've still got a few days to buy a ticket. Um, It's only £5 at the Hitchin Initiative Office on Churchyard um, for two and a half hours of really, really interesting fascinating ghost stories of Hitchin.
3: Mm.
1: It just doesn't stop being interesting the whole way through. No, no, absolutely. I
0: couldn't recommend it enough. So that's on the 31st, on October itself. A lot of options. What are you going to do on Halloween? I have no idea. What are we
1: going to do? We are probably going to watch scary movies and then drink.
0: And then maybe go out. Sweet. Yeah. We'll watch our own scary movie. Yes. Corvus the Clown. Just uh, one final plug for that. That should be going out on Halloween. We will be tweeting about it. So make make sure you follow us at Screen underscore Bucket on Twitter. And we'll keep you updated.
1: How how long do you reckon the running time is going to be? Let's just say it's going to be 15 minutes.
0: Uh, Yeah.
1: Whatever. If you want to see a man hugely reduce the deposit he gets on his flat (laughs) in 15 minutes, (laughs) then this is the film to watch.
0: Absolutely.
3: All
1: right. Cheers, guys. Nice one.
0: See you in a fortnight.